Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 take where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 407. I'll be your host, Kyle Corn. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate! What's up, everybody? What's up, dude? It's been a... Whoa. It's been a little bit. Happy New Year, it's, everybody. It's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, nice I little break. It. Nice little break. Much needed break. Uh, you and I were talking about, I think this is the longest we've gone in between two episodes. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, just, I don't think, I I don't think we've really missed anything. Hopefully everybody's missed us. Hopefully everyone's missed us. I mean, honestly, pretty much everything that's happened has been some of the most predictable things you could have imagined anyway. So you're not really going to be getting any groundbreaking things from us during that time anyway. So much need a break. Um, you know, I thought I'd be able to shake this sinus nonsense in 2023 to kind of close out the year, but here we are. I got a second one back to back. Love that. I was I was healthy for like two days, and now we're back. So Love bear that. with me on that front. But uh, good to be back. That's tough. All things considered. That's tough. I've actually remained primary, like somewhat healthy, and that's this is normally the the reversal. I'm normally the one that catches stuff. I will say, um, just an update on on Nate's life. The uh, so the the office was like in this um, basketball league, like a men's basketball league. So when I first like started up in like October, it was like the end of that league, and then they were gonna run it back and start up yesterday. So I was like, I'm in, like. Uh, haven't played basketball in years, but like I'm down. Can I play? Can I predict where this story goes? Sure. There was a G League scout in attendance for game one. And Nailed they wanna, it. I'm out of here. W- they want to take you away I'm from the gone. pod. I'm your, gone. Your career's taken off. Yeah. Signing bonus and all. Um, no, dude. So we, I like, I signed up for it last week. And so Paige and I went and went to the park, like right down the street and just shot some hoops. First off, the stroke is still there. The sh- the it still okay. looks good. However, the body, the body, <laughs> the body let me down bad, dude. For like three days, my calves have been so tight, and I've like, cause I I was I had like three days to get like somewhat cardio ready slash get the basketball rust off, and uh, 
So I was like kind of getting after it a little bit. But I was like, Paige, like I, I gotta play you one on one. Like beat me up however you want to, but like I need to like move my body around to like somewhat emulate what's gonna happen or simulate what's gonna happen. Um did all that. My body's all sore. I've been stretching. And then um Tuesday I show up to work and they're like, Yeah, the league got canceled. The facility. Oh like, no. <laughs> facility in the league oh, owner. So you just going out so, and got beat up for nothing. It's like, oh dude, I was talking to her and I was like, I was a college athlete. Like, how does this go downhill so fast? How do you become out of shape and unathletic so quickly? I think once you hit 30, it's I, wild. I think I think maturing is getting to a point in your life when your significant other or you just come to the realization yourself that stretching is necessary. It kind of like, is, dude. dude. This yeah. this never was a part of my life. And no. now the only way I can get up without pain is to do yes. this the night before. That's it's, it's a sad reality. It's, a it's sad insane. Reality. So... That's it. That's all I got for you. I was trying to get more active for 2024 and I got punished for it. So there we go. Speaking of 2024, um, and we'll get in, we'll obviously get into some, some ball talk, but uh, uh, part of our anniversary trip, cause we got married New Year's Eve. Uh, we went away to a, a cabin for, for a little bit. And some of the time uh, we talked, Meredith and I were talking about, uh, the goals for the podcast uh, in like 2024, that. just kind of spitballing. Um, uh, and obviously I won't go into detail on all of them, but one of those is getting the YouTube. We're trying, I set the goal for 2K. That's, I think that's very doable. So I, I would, I would humbly request if you're listening to this, we, we ask from time to time, but if you're listening to this, Go watch instead. You can watch if you want, but even if you don't, even if you're like, nah, I'm (laughs) I'm audio, I'm purely audio, I'm strictly audio, go over, subscribe to the pod, and and come back to your audio. But we just, we need those subscriptions. I'm trying to get to 2K by the end of the year. I think that's very, very reasonable. I think it is too. Very, I think it is too. Last thing, uh, on that note, be thinking of any, you know, uh, this time of year is around the time where you and I will throw out a trip idea and then it just this kind of, true. Mani- it just kind of manifests. So I was, I was thinking about that the other day. So, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I haven't been peeking around at some home run derby, uh, Have you? tickets. Where's that at this year? Texas. I like that idea. I could um, get I could get down on some Texas. I'm really coming around on it. And you know, I thought maybe this is the year where where we invite the the significant others. That'd be fun maybe, too. Maybe make it a a, a group outing. That'd I be, don't hate it. Fun. That'd be I fun. do not so just, hate it. All I have to say, just be thinking, just be thinking. If if you're listening and and you know some some uh events this year that I, I'm not thinking of, throw them out there for us and maybe we'll <sighs> we'll be at a ballpark near you. We'll you see. You just got me fired up. I'm feeling let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right. Let's let's get into some free agent slash trade talk here. Like you said, a lot lot's been going on, but for the most part, I think the the real heavy hitting headlines were before the new year, mm-hmm. like kind of mid 
mid-December. Since then, we haven't really gotten much. I mean, a, a few bigger moves, but a lot of it's just been minor transactions here and there. But uh, some of which we hadn't gotten around to because of our, our break and everything. So we're going to be playing a little catch up here. Uh, but wanted to start off with what I believe, last I checked, is the most recent uh, noteworthy headline, the Shota Imanaga deal. I saw, and I, I would venture to say you saw it too, that he took the Cubs' offer when there was an offer on the table for close to, if not exactly double what he got for the Cubs. Yeah, I saw that too. Did I read that correctly? We still don't know the details on what team that is, right? I didn't we, see anything. We don't know the details of who that offer was from, but it just came out yesterday that the the details on the deal he did take, uh, 53 mil over four years for the Cubs. Yeah. So the narrative there is that apparently he just really wanted to be a Cub. Which yeah. is very reminiscent of Shohei's decision to go play for the Angels, where it's like you have all of yeah. these other organizations that were were vying for his his services, but he goes to the Angels of all places. Yeah, so I don't know I don't if know. that's I don't know if there's like a, a a loyalty element that comes into play there, where you get into conversation with the team and like that's that's where you decide to go, but. Clearly, if he's turning down a deal worth twice as much to play for the Cubs, sounds like he wants to go play in Wrigley. Give me a guess on what other team you think it was. Well, would, I know it wasn't the Red be Sox. Willing to be double on that deal, but clearly doesn't have the the, the same pull? attraction level. I guess the gravitational pull. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Giants. I was literally saying the same thing. I'm gonna I, say Giants. That's my guess. Be, I mean, if, if any team out there has a documented history of going for a guy and coming up short, it's yeah. the Giants. Yeah. Um, but I I couldn't think. I mean, other teams presumably were in on him. Like I'm sure the Dodgers is crazy of an as an of an offseason as they've had. Yeah, go away. Um, I'm sure they were having conversations. Um, I feel like we need to revisit the Dodgers stuff, man. We might have to. I've, we, I've yeah. seen there's been so much <laughs> on the Dodgers lately that I'm I'm frankly just blown away at the pe the, <laughs> the narrative that's being built on this team. Like, what? Don't we're not going to dive into it. But only thing I'll say is don't be upset with a team that's willing to invest in players to make uh -huh. the organization better. How many times do we have to say it? Stop uh -huh. being upset with the Dodgers. Be upset with your team who refuses to do what the Dodgers are doing because they're yeah. capable of doing it. That's all I'll say. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> how do we feel about this Imanaga deal? I don't know um, a ton about him. I looked into some numbers a little bit, some stuff that like stood out to me. Um, career 318 ERA. Um, through 148 innings last year, which is pretty solid. 174 strikeouts. The biggest thing for me, though, was the 4% walk rate. That's got to be extremely attractive. Um, I think it's... 
I don't know what the Cubs did. I don't know what they put in his water during the meeting, but for them to convince him to take half um, on what seems to be a pretty team-friendly deal for the most part, I did see that he's got an option that could potentially push this to $80 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. But even then, I think like any, because we heard rumors of it getting north of 100 especially when like the Yamamoto deal just kept climbing and climbing. It seemed like it was helping the Imanaga situation. So um, I like it. I, I think I don't, I don't know much about his game. I didn't really get to to watch like any, any videos of him pitching yet uh, from what it seems like he lives in the zone. He's kind of seems like a, a pitch to contact guy. Uh, the him and Kyle Hendricks, you know what I mean? Like sitting in the same kind of approach seems like. So um curious, just see like how the numbers go. Maybe a little bit of inflation being in Wrigley. You know how it is in Wrigley, like the early beginning of the year, you get some wind, some bad weather helps pitchers out. But then once summer hits, it's like, that's a beautiful ballpark to hit in. So um yeah, I'm just curious to see, but I, I think, Makes sense. Like the cut, uh, the central's up for up for grabs. So, any anything like this could be pretty solid. Maybe I was thinking maybe he's boys with maybe say a Suzuki. I don't know if there's a little something there. Could be, but because I like we can't help but have that part of the conversation. You know, sure. I know Yamamoto said, "Hey, whether Otani was a Dodger or not, I wanted to be there." But there's got to be some some comfort knowing that you have like the familiarity with your, your teammate on a brand new, in a brand new country, in a brand new city on a brand new roster. So I don't know if Shota and, and say are, are boys, but I am seeing a picture right now. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're clearly on two different teams over in Japan, but they're, they're hugging, they're embracing, laughing. So yeah. I venture to say there's some element of, of friendliness there. there some yeah. sort of back backstory there. So, you know, maybe that maybe that played a role in it. Um, looking at this rotation for the Cubs as it stands right now, uh, you've got Justin Steele, Jameson Tyone, Shota Imanaga, Kyle Hendricks, and Jordan Wicks. So I don't hate you know, it. I don't hate it either. I think that can that can get you and we we talk about this every year you need if you if you plan to contend which i would venture to say the cubs are are planning to contend if you if that is your your course of action that you're planning to take do what you got to do to get yourself to the deadline and then fill in the gaps i yeah. i would venture to say that this rotation as it stands right now gets you to the deadline and you're still above water Hundred percent agree. I think it does depend on like whether Justin Steele's year last year was a fluke or not. But I agree. Like you, you get in your position to win games and you know put yourself in a position to potentially be a buyer at the deadline. And again, that division's up for grabs. So I don't, I don't see why not. Maybe a bat or two added. And I'd be, I'd be interested to see what the Cubs do. Why not? I did see uh, also one last note the yep. the money going back to the Bay Stars. Did you see that? That it could grow if that option gets picked up. 
it was something of like if that option does get picked up and he grows to eight eighty mil, there's something of nearing like fifteen percent of his earnings so would go T- back to the base stars. The deal, according to ESPN, the deal has several provisions, including the team's option to extend the contract after both years two and three to eighty million over five years. But if the Cubs decline in either year, Imanaga can choose to become a free agent or remain in the original contract. Uh, the Cubs will pay just under $10 million to the Bay Stars in the form of a release fee. Are you, are you I talking I thought about- I saw something that it would go like another- up from there. There was like another provisional thing. Like if, if the option got picked up, it would grow. I don't know why. But I thought I saw that somewhere. But I don't know. To 80 mil? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like if that option goes to 80 mil, then the base stars then get like another little bonus situation, maybe. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't know if I recall seeing that, if I'm being honest. Here it is. Um, Do-do-do-do-do-do. Where'd it go? Okay. That'll initially be a the that posting release fee or whatever was nine point eight million and would increase if the team exercises the option or Imanaga unlocks more money via escalators, whatever that means. So I guess bonuses like Yeah, yeah. Performance bonuses. Yep. The Cubs would owe the base stars an additional fifteen percent of whatever the money whatever money the Southpaw earns from beyond the initial guarantee. So if the guarantee grows, the Bay Stars get, end up getting a little bit more money. Interesting. It so, is interesting. And so I, there's just like a correlation there. And yeah. Like, and it, I, I was okay. kind of thinking about this. I know I've been out a little bit, but like between the Otani, well, not Otani, but the Yamamoto and the Imanaga situation. And well, yeah, I guess Otani. Um we're seeing very creative clauses that I don't think we've we're very familiar with. Yeah, I don't. That's new. These I are don't new. know how I feel about it because we're getting to the point now. Was it was it Yamamoto's contract where it said that he couldn't be optioned to the minors without his consent or something? I was didn't that see that one. I didn't Dude, see it's, that. These one. clauses That's are wild. getting insane. I'm like. I, in what world is that like I saw if, you're the, front, if you're front office in what world is that acceptable like i saw the otani thing where i i think if 
it, I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me here, but I thought I saw like if Dave Roberts or like GM or yeah, baseball yep, operations, yep. one of the three guys gets moved, he gets the option to leave. Yeah, it, this yeah, contract, something like that. Yeah, I think this is what the new thing is going to end up being, because like eventually, I know like we're going to say like where where are we going to cut the like when are we going to stop? At what point is too much money too much money? I think the contracts are going to start to get a little more creative, and this is the point that I was thinking about. It's been a while since we talked, so I was excited to tell you this. I had this like little light bulb moment. During the break, I was watching. Do you ever see Air? The story about like Michael Jordan's deal with Nike. Dude, uh, Meredith's younger sister, shout out Jess. Uh, she worked on set for that. Really? Matt Damon and all them. Yeah. Solid movie. Fabulous like, movie. Very underrated. 100% recommended if you haven't seen it. But the point I'm making is like when at the end of the movie, well, I'm not spoiling anything. This is all history that everyone knows. But um michael jordan's mom is like negotiating the contract and saying we're gonna need a royalty deal in this shoe deal if you're gonna make my son's shoe i need a piece of that like the family needs to make sure that we're getting that money coming in and that's what was like the groundbreaking thing right they said this has never been done in the industry before we've given guys shoes before but never a royalty deal deal on like ongoing sales it made me think of like the money may grow, but the these types of clauses are going to start being more and more popular. And if Otani's committing and bringing everything he brings to an organization, and he says, I'm signing due to these people in this room giving me their idea of what the vision is going to look like during the length of this contract, then I want to make sure that we can stay committed to this as an organization. So I think these clauses, it's a little wild. I don't know about the, like the being sent down thing. I don't, I don't think I'm on board with that, but I think you're going to start to see players becoming almost like a, I don't have ownership in this organization, but I'm going to make sure shots are called. And there's probably only a couple superstars that can pull this, this off. But, I need my manager, I need my GM, I need my VP of operations, whatever it may be, to stay in place because I'm buying in on your guys' vision. So I think this is going to start to be more of a popular thing amongst contracts. Yeah, I mean, we all know that you know money makes your life more comfortable, and these guys that are reeling in these insane contracts know that. Uh but I think I, I think you bring up a good point is these clauses are going to be additional ways or supplementary ways to make mm -hmm. life comfortable for these guys. Where right. If, if, for Yamamoto, knowing that he's not going to get sent down unless he decides to or, uh, you know, who, whoever, whatever, what other whatever other clauses come down the pipe it's like it's just going to be something for for otani for example it's going to be something where he looks at that and like you said i want these people around me i want my yeah. life to be comfortable in that regard i have my money yeah i'm good there but how else can i make this situation yep. as best uh, go as as well for me as i can because that, let's be honest like it's going to be i think decades before we see an otani level superstar again sure 
So I, he's now set that bar where I think a lot of these organiza- organizations are going to look at that overall price tag of $700 million, And they're going to compare whatever future free agent or superstar to that number and say, are you that good? If not, let's drop it down to 400, 450, 500, and start to maneuver into these new types of clauses. So I, I the whole reason I brought up like the the Michael Jordan air thing is because like I think this is the new way contracts are going to start to look is maybe we don't creep over 700 800 billion dollar contracts but we will see more organizational control in these players contracts. Does that make sense? Am I crazy? Yeah, and no, and and the the benefit of these clauses as crazy as I think some of them will end up being down the road as we, we traverse, uh, traverse into this new territory uh, is that they're going to, like I was saying, they're going to provide some freedom. And while they may not provide initial monetary uh, return, it gives it, they could lend themselves Mm -hmm. to, you know, additional, streams of revenue or income like if a guy off the top of my head if a guy's like i want x amount of days throughout the season to uh visit with and explore uh brand deals to meet with executives of companies that i'm i'm uh supporters of then like up front you're going well you're not getting any money directly through that clause but it lends itself to opening up and exploring different options and, and for resources sure. for your career after the fact so for sure i don't know there, there's a lot at play there i'm sure similar to the way the nil stuff with college unfolded yeah. it's gonna get real messy real quick uh and i think the league is just gonna have to keep a close eye on yeah. how this how this unfolds because uh i mean just the few that we've talked about already the, these clauses have getting a little like yeah all right like let's not forget that the player or that the teams here are the ones that the players right. are, uh playing for and it's yeah because if around. you if you get too far into this now you're getting into the nba and clearly the exactly. the, the players are running the nba so yeah i don't think we can get into that yeah um let's switch gears here i mentioned having to play a little catch up uh we haven't had a chance yet to cover the uh red sox uh moves but kind of lumping them here together the chris sale and lucas giolito uh moves let me just say right off the top i've had a number of people reach out they say where are you at on this whole chris sale thing i've Mm -hmm. had plenty of time to think about it at this point i still feel the same exact way as i did when i saw the the update come through i'm so glad this is over i'm so glad that this experiment is feeling it had a feeling you'd be you'd be on this board it just wasn't working and you know i i i saw a lot of Braves. to credit to Braves fans i did see somewhat of a split in terms of reaction a lot of people were saying yo aa's at it again fleece the socks and then a lot of other people were going why are we giving up von grissom for this guy mm-hmm. um to the to the the Braves fans or just baseball fans in general that think the Braves somehow fleece the the Red Sox here, the only way this ends up being any sort of a fleece is if Vaughn Grissom, similar to Chris Sale, just can't play if he's hurt all the time. Yeah, and Chris Sale gives you even a fraction of what he gave you in twenty eighteen. Yeah. 
because I, you're not getting you, the yeah. odds of you getting a Chris Sale that gives you north of 20 starts, yeah. slim to none. Yeah, 100% agree. I, I think this, I, I think if we're going to say like who won, I, I think it comes down to whatever happens this year. But I think the Red Sox got the best case scenario out of this. There was a, I mean, you could speak to this. There was a desperate hole at shortstop. I think the organization was very much against sliding Trevor Story over there for the foreseeable future. I think this makes a lot of sense well, for the, the Red Sox. I, the plan is to have Story play and short. Grissom at, and at, Grissom at, at second. second. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess this is a, a decent safety net because Juan Grissom is clearly capable of playing both. Worst case scenario, Trevor Story, you know, injuries come back or arm strength issues come back and then you swap them. So I like it. Um, the one curious, I was looking into like the details of everything. And I don't remember what article I was reading, but it was saying it was interesting that Sale didn't force the Braves to pick up the 2025 option pre-trade. And I think that's where all of this, the Braves fleeced the Red Sox. It wasn't necessarily like that in my mind. I think like what I think it was a smart move on both sides. Like instead of like kind of handcuffing your new team, Chris Sale accepted a two-year deal, which, which is now 38 million a year. So it was like a you know, Anthopolis is genius. I'm not arguing that. And I'm not saying this is a bad move at all. I just think it was it was pretty smart. And then on top of that, obviously, like, I think the deferment money went away because he had $10 million that was deferred. So this new contract voided that. But you the Red said, Sox sent that money anyway. You say 38 mil a year? I thought his salary 38 was 20- total. Two-year 38. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 27 and a half in 20, or this, yeah. this year. Um, Two year thirty eight, but I saw that the Red Sox sent seventeen. Yep, they sent another ten for the deferment money, but this new contract voided that ten million. But I think the Braves got to keep that ten million. From my understanding, I don't know what happened with that ten mil. Yeah, I thought I saw it got voided, but either way, like the Braves are coming out with only like what that option did by not making the Braves pick up that option is that they weren't going to be, they were going to be hit with taxes in 2025 because of that $20 million option. So right. him avoiding that, them receiving the money and changing it to a two year deal avoided all those things. I think it was smart. I think it was a win-win. You got everything you needed out of Chris sale. You got a ring out of it. So it's like, and that's what I say. I'm I like, thanks for, the, thanks for the ring. I'm not yeah. writing off your whole career as a member of the Red Sox, right. but like we have to have some some awareness here. And cre- thank you for your him, service, dude. kind of thing. Credit to him. His self awareness is off the charts. He recognizes that he completely sabotaged the the team with that contract because yeah. of his performance, not by accepting it, but just what he was able or yeah. what little he was able to offer after he signed the contract. Yeah. Um. But I. I think he just didn't want to he didn't want to start off on the wrong foot with the Braves. He was he was like, look, I'm not gonna I, I know 
what my careers looked like the last handful of years. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm, I'm in no position to be demanding this or that, or any sort of clause like we were just talking about. Um, so I think he just wanted to cut ties and, uh, he, he all but said that he owed the Red Sox that like he, mm -hmm. he, he did say his best years were in Boston. He also said his worst years were in Boston. So, yeah. uh, uh, insane and saying that I don't think the the Braves fleece the Red Sox. I also am not saying that the Red Sox fleece the Braves because it, I have my opinion about Chris Sale and what I think 2024 and beyond will look like. But you have to play the what if game here. You have to go. What if he gives you 20, 25 starts and he, yeah. he, he gives you quality outings? Yeah. And then what if Vaughn Grissom goes out and like gives you adequate play at second base yeah then it's a to me it's a win-win i just think i like it with von grissom being blocked in that organization chris sale going nowhere here it yeah. i think a, a a new look for each guy uh will them both well 100 agree and he slots in he went from having to be an ace when he doesn't have a stuff anymore to now a three four rotation guy that's absolutely loaded um, and I, I've got no issue on either side. I think this is a win-win. If you're the Braves, save them for every give give them a start every sixth day and save them yeah. for the postseason. That yeah. I mean, there's no pressure that you need to put on this guy because you're 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 okay with your rotation. You don't need him to be the guy. Agreed. Uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, two year, thirty eight and a half million dollar contract. There is an option after the first year. Simply put, um the best case for the Red Sox here is that you get a, a somewhat of a haul at the deadline mm -hmm. uh, because this is really just Giolito looking for a place that will take him so that he can bounce back. Yeah. And when, if, and when he does, he's gone. So if the Red Sox are smart, which based on the way this off season's gone, I, I can't say I can't bank on them doing this, but, the smart move would be to trade him at the deadline, get something if he's throwing well, if not, he's obviously going to opt back in and be back for 2025. And, and hopefully we'll, he'll uh, get to figure it out then. But, you know, as it stands right now, I don't think the Red Sox are in any condition to compete in 2024. So mm -hmm. I'm not really sure, you know, I, he, he again he goes out and throws well this year he's gone at the deadline or he they do nothing and he walks after the yeah. season uh or he's garbage and yeah makes 2024 all that worse and then you're stuck with him for 2025 yeah having put together multiple consecutive poor seasons poor campaigns together yeah um so i'm not I'm I'm all right with it. Like we at least have a name in the rotation now. We're not relying on guys like James Paxson mm -hmm. necessarily to be the dude. Hopefully Lu Lucas Giolito can tap into uh a little bit of what he, he showed us years ago, but I'm not I'm not necessarily banking on it. I think if you talk about Red Sox needs, you just need consistency and like uh, I Put the numbers aside. Obviously, it's it's been down the last two years, but 30 starts in 2022, tw um, 2023 had 33 starts. 
161 innings and then 184 innings last year. So like they need innings. It was three. Was it three straight seasons with 30 plus starts? I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's I mean, like, that's, give you that's, innings. that's a need. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I looked at the depth chart. I'm assuming he slots in as one. Giolito, Bayo, Pavetta, Hauk, Whitlock, Cutter Crawford. That's what I wrote down as far as names. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I mean, that I don't think you... Aside from the fact that it's just like an honorary thing, I mean, uh, to me, it's a flip of the coin, Bayo, Giolito. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be fine either way. I'm not going to be upset opening day if I see one versus the other. It's, yeah. Either way is fine with me. Yeah. But I think that's I I don't I don't hate it. I think what you said, like you're getting innings, somewhat affordable. Best case scenario, you flip them. Worst case scenario, he's a dud, and you know you took a shot. I I, I if I was a Red Sox fan, I'd say I'm at least happy we're taking a shot on somebody. Because clearly this this market is outside of the big names. There there was like big names. And then a lot of risky names. And he's one yes, of the risky names. Yes and no uh on taking a shot. You know, I'm I I just feel like with the contracts they've given out recently, you know, like Turner, Giolito, these like one, two kind of piece it together. Gimme give gimme give something to latch on to for beyond just 162 games. Like mm-hmm. I understand that we're waiting on a core and all that, but like mm-hmm. in the meantime, open up the checkbook. Uh, yeah. Like you there well there were there were guys to be uh picked up and you know we, i think that's the issue though pennies just, over here it doesn't really seem like a win now situation maybe the contract offers were out there but i bet a lot of these big names are just like i don't know if you're ready to compete quite yet i think this is a third or fourth place in the division in my mind yeah Barring like any like surprise for the Red Sox, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking I'm four thinking five. four or five, yeah, yeah. And I bet some of these bigger names saw that, you know, saw the writing on the wall. It's just they put themselves in this position for what you were saying for some of these contracts they've handed out the last few years. It, this is what they're, you know, they're getting in return. A guy that they were rumored to be in on, but obviously missed out, Teoscar Hernandez, another name we have yet to get to, uh, but just want to go over that briefly. Uh, signed a one-year, $23.5 million contract with the Dodgers, as we we very well know at this point. Um, did I did I hear correctly that, there, that he turned down a multi-year deal from the Dodgers? I thought it was elsewhere. I didn't elsewhere. see that. I thought it was elsewhere, which I'm sure was the case. Like I'm sure other teams were offering multi-year deals, but I think that I I heard or read or saw that, um, he the Dodgers had put out a multi-year deal, but I think he was treating this as like a bet on myself kind of year, so that he yeah. could revisit the the market at the end of the year. Maybe it was only a two-year deal. He's thirty-one. So I think, it, I think it was two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was like five yeah. or six. I, I think it was two, but yeah, I, I don't hate it, I guess. Hey, 31. If you do a two year deal, you're not hitting the market again until 33, 34. And then 
at that point who's going to give you any more than that. So I think if you maximize your potential this year, hitting an absolutely stupid stacked lineup, be the beneficiary of, you know, some productive numbers. I, I think it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, 23 and a half for the year, it's no, that's no number to shake off. No, he did play 160 games last year. I was surprised to see that. I did. Yeah, I saw that. Do you, I mean, do we, I think we can both agree that's a little bit of an overpay, right? But I think at yeah. this point, the Dodgers are just, yeah, they're just playing with stupid money now. So, yeah, like, why not? I, I mean, 26 jacks, 93 RBIs last year. Slugging wasn't great, a 741 OPS. So, eight and a half like, of that is deferred, by the way, which, well, there you go. It's just insane. Why? It's how crazy we, how this deferral stuff is really coming in. How are we? And again, revisiting this thing with the Dodgers. Don't be upset for, don't be upset at the Dodgers for playing within the rules. Like, the, yeah. Just be, again, be upset with your team that is yeah. incapable of utilizing these loopholes that exist. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should be able to defer a one year contract just willy nilly, but like the rule as it stands right now allows for that. And they, they took advantage of it. So like, yeah. don't be upset with the Dodgers. They're just, they're smarter than your team. That's the yeah. reality of it. I got fun. I, I wrote out the lineup. Oof, He's going to be bottom third. Yeah, I did. Uh, so I got Mookie lead off. He's now switched to fully second base. I put Freddie too. Playing first. I've, I've seen Otani too. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm down for either of those swapping. I don't think either of them care, but I do like the back-to-back thing because I think I didn't look at numbers, but I would go ahead and assume lefties don't matter against them. So I don't mind them being back-to-back, but I put Otani third, DH, Will Smith, cleaning up, catching, Max Muncy over at third, hitting fifth. I then put Teoscar sixth in right field, Outman playing center, Hitting seven. Um, I don't know if Teoscar plays left, maybe, because then you got Jason Hayward slash Manny Margot hitting eight. Well, I think those two just kind of rotate. I time completely together. forgot they picked up Margot. Yeah, he was in the Glass now deal. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then Rojas and Chris oh. Taylor hitting nine, playing short. And those two just kind of. Well, it would be Lux. Lux. Rotating. Or no, when does. I didn't. Is Lux? When does Lux get back? Is it this? Is it anytime soon? He what? I saw. I saw a report the other day that said he was working out at Dodger Stadium with uh, Bueller. I think. Hmm. Well, then you got. I would say maybe Lux, Rojas, Chris Taylor, all kind of fighting for time, hitting ninth. That's crazy, though. That's nuts. That's a stupid lineup. Yeah, because Lux tore his. That's right. He tore. It was in spring training. Tore his ACL because it was amidst all the World Baseball Classic nonsense. Yeah. Um, so maybe sometime at some point, but you don't have to rush back now. You got plenty right. of depth. The bench is solid. It's it's crazy, man. Like when you talk about like a flyer, thirty-one year old deal, thirty-one year old Teoscar Hernandez deal, like risk reward. Why not toss them in? But that goes right, left, left, right, 
left, right, left, left, right. That's a stupid lineup, man. Super, super deep. Uh, you want to talk Robbie Ray? Yeah, let's do it. The Giants pick up Robbie Ray as they uh, send Mitch Haniger and Anthony Desclafani to the M's. Finally, I, I thought of you immediately when I saw that deal, by the way, because I saw an outfielder leaving San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. Instead of them bringing one in. Um, so, I, I, I mentioned before we hopped on, I felt like this was a little under the radar. Like, I, yeah. I feel like this deal has a good bit of upside for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's somewhat of a win-win. I think it's some lottery tickets being traded for lottery tickets. Because, like, Robbie's not, Robbie Ray's not coming back till middle of the year. Um. Yeah, I think it was an even money swap. Because that I think the M's or Giants, one of the two, threw in money to even out. I guess for the Mariners, I that was probably not a great deal anyway. What's left? Wasn't it like three years, 75? 73. Yeah, I don't think I mean it's looking back, hindsight's 2020, but like I don't think. I don't think it was probably the smartest deal. Um, He's got like Robbie's got an opt out after 2024. So I don't think he would do it. He'd be dumb to do it. Yeah. Um, Because you're going to have a half a season worth of stuff. I don't think anyone's going to offer you that much for the remaining or even multi-year deal after that. So I I don't know, though. I'm not disagreeing with you, but with what he was able to do in Toronto plus half a season if he comes back healthy and is able to throw well and and mimic that performance pre-injury mm-hmm. do you not do you think that teams would still shy away i i mean i, I think there's probably going to be like some some bay some bay bias playing in oracle you know what i mean big stadium so like i i think numbers will look pretty decent there um, I mean, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really be that interested in it. Well, I think it's a good deal for him. It's a good change of scenery. Mariners got off of that contract and like squeeze what you can out of Mitch Hanniger as a little homecoming. Anthony Desclafani, like we've seen some flashes of good stuff in there, but like your, your rotation's good enough. So you don't really need to worry too much about that so put it simply you'll pick him up in fantasy for a spot start here and probably there. So he'll, he'll, he'll probably he'll, he'll shine from um, time to time and then uh i mean they did they did make some other moves they're trying to load up on bats they moved for they made the move for luke rayleigh got mitch garver so it's like they're trying to add a little yes, bit of bop I completely forgot about that yeah that little bop to that lineup so i don't hate it i think they're doing some some smart stuff. I just I wouldn't expect a ton out of Mitch Haniger. Probably just a little homecoming, soak it up, kind of twenty twenty four. But we'll see. This is more of just kind of a, a cut your ties from that contract. I think so. Kind of situation. I would. I think so. To say. And then the Giants, like, there's not much else out there. 
So you got to do what you got to do. And then again, like you said, high potential reward. There's Cy Young stuff in there somewhere. Just if he wore a bigger jersey, maybe he could tap I mean, into it a little bit easier. I don't know. There maybe there there's something to be said for getting your getting your injuries right with a team and then coming back. I mean, yeah, the so- that's what the Sox did with Paxson. They paid him. I don't even remember what what they were paying him to rehab for like a full year, and then he comes back the next year and gives you serviceable stuff. So yeah, and Robbie Ray can higher I think upside. The ceiling is high. Yeah, the ceiling's higher there. So, like I said, I, I think there's uh, there's a lot of potential there for that move. I'm just disappointed Giants, Gabe but... Kapler isn't there anymore because I really could have pictured them just like side by side in the clubhouse, staring at themselves in the mirror. You know what I mean? Oh just yeah, flexing, checking the fit in the weight room. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah swapping like workout plans and <laughs> creating yeah. formulas and all that. I think yeah. they could have been boys, but too bad. It's a real shame. <laughs> uh also a real shame that the Mets have fallen as as low as they've fallen. Uh, Harrison Bader, Luis Severino, Sean Manaya, all names that they have uh, acquired as of late. Um Tell me a little bit about this this duo of Bader and Severino. I don't know. It's it's so funny to see them pick up scraps. I don't know why it's like it's such a thing, but it is such a thing. Like you're just picking up scraps. They did it with Gary. They're doing it doing it here with Severino with Bader. Um, I I like Severino. I I think I when that deal went down, I was like, you know, I I, I wish him the best. I I like him. I think he just said in like his little interview that he thought he was going to die a Yankee. Which is such a wild thing to say. Like, yeah, dude, chill. You're not judge getting traded to yeah. the Giants. Like, relax. Come yeah. on now. Um, but it was the same thing. Like, it, it's kind of like, you know, we, we banked on you for a while. We were hoping for the best and you haven't delivered in a little bit, but um, it's in there. I hope, I hope he has success. I could see him having success. I like the fit. I mean, I don't yeah. hate it. I just it. You're talking about a Mets team again. We'll revisit this. That was caught tripping up, saying that we're not competing in 2024, yeah. possibly not even 2025. Yeah. And as a result of that, no one's gonna want to go there. So you're Except left picking up these scraps. You're basically Atlanta misfits right now, all betting on themselves. So um, I could very much see Harrison Bader and Severino finishing the season off somewhere else if they're if they're having a good 2024 and they move on and, and get traded at the deadline but um i don't know doesn't fire me up that much i like bader he's an energy guy I don't, it's it's not like anything that moves the needle that much but i do like him i think he's a good teammate and he plays hard and like if you're a kid and and you wanted to emulate someone's game i, I could say there's you could do a lot worse than trying to be like Harrison Bader so I like him plus him and him and Pete were uh teammates in Florida uh, Florida yeah yeah so maybe there's something there too there's a post going around it was I'm I would venture say it was completely intentional but there's a post going around from some Mets account that photoshopped once they picked up Bader 
it was like what something like welcome to the mets harrison bader and he photoshopped logan paul's face on like the <laughs> and like if if you're just scrolling you wouldn't really you yeah. wouldn't think twice <laughs> yeah. about it but when you look at it you're like i see it that's that's logan paul <laughs> it's literally logan paul he took logan yeah. paul's headshot it was hilarious oh, whoops uh gotta get those numbers am i right um the shamanaya acquisition i think i Need personally innings. honestly i'm past the i'm past the well this could have some upside yeah like Manaya's, point. i think he's cooked for me yeah i held on i held on as long as i could i really did yeah. but it, it just it it hasn't panned out. So the fact that he got 28 mil over two years, I mean, that was an overpay. That wasn't your, you just <laughs> overpaid for, him, for innings. Yeah. Yeah. He swindled for sure. And that, again, it all makes sense. It comes back full circle. You have to overpay for innings. <laughs> yeah. When nobody wants to go there and you need serviceable arms that can give you those innings. Otherwise you're going to be throwing position players. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine every night. So yeah, because you won't, ha- you don't have anybody. So, I feel bad. I feel bad for Senga. I feel like he yeah. probably re- like looking at the picture of having like, hey, I'm coming in as a three behind Verlander and Scherzer, and all this buzz, and then next thing you know, three hundred sixty-five days later, he's having to front a rotation that's just duct tape and chicken wire he he's he's the japanese jacob de grom now not in terms of performance necessarily yeah. but just in terms of looking behind him going yeah. all right whoops hop on my back i guess i'll freaking <laughs> lug you clowns around for 162 uh, just you know it's crazy poor guy poor guy poor guy i don't feel bad for the mets i feel bad for him yeah i couldn't care less about the mets um <laughs> Dylan Cease, uh, a couple guys. Well, let's let's talk Dylan Cease, Marcus Stroman. A couple names have been floated around. Obviously, um, the Stroman being the free agent, I, I've been seeing that the Yankees are the favorites. You and I chatted about this mm-hmm. uh, the other day. It sounds like he's ending up with one of one of <laughs> our <laughs> ball clubs. <laughs> Whether it's the Yankees or Red Sox, so this is if he signs like with a, the Red Sox, will you uh, will will you think you can get unblocked somehow on Twitter? I don't, I don't want to be unblocked. The you guy is to? a clown. Like I don't I need that in my life. I don't I need know. that, I, and I'm I'll be more than fine without it. That's kind of how I feel. I just want winners, dude. Like I just like I don't care about names. I'm at that point where I don't care about names. I just want selfless winners. Keyword selfless. It just he he's never come off selfless before. But at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't hate the Yankees coming into like this more of an evil hated narrative. And maybe he adds to it. But then again, like you tried that with Donaldson and it failed. So I don't know. I don't know anymore. I just want winners. And he doesn't seem like one to me. I'm of the two of us, who would hate our lives more? Because this is like some, this is almost like a twisted bet that we have no control over. I know. It's like one of us is going to be the loser here. And I'm just wondering who would hate, hate our lives more. 
I don't know. I, th- I think based on what you just said, I think you, I'm not saying you'd come around to liking him, but I think you would tolerate him. I, yeah. I do not think I could tolerate. I think I a, could tolerate Marcus Stroman. I think I could. That makes but, sense though. I'm not, I'm not like criticizing you, but w- what you're, w- what you're saying about like the evil empire and trying to recapture even just a little bit of that. I, yeah. I get it. And so it's like, if, if adding Stroman is, is a, is uh, a part yeah. of that to make that happen, I get it. But, uh, in a know. year I mean, where we're not going to compete anyway, and you're going to make me sit down and watch Strowman throw every right. fifth day, no, I'm I'm good. Maybe I'm just grasping it that nostalgia. Obviously, the Dodgers are the new evil empire. So, like when we're talking about trying to recapture that narrative by signing Marcus Strowman, we're far off from what we used to be. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'd I'd like to see him elsewhere. <laughs> Let's just say that. Please go somewhere else. I'm all good. I mean, I've been saying it for like the last year plus. Like the only thing I can really say to you is like, what have you done since 09? Like you have fallen <laughs> so far off the map. But beyond that, I I can't say anything, dude. Like at least, at least heading into 2024, yeah. you guys are in a position to compete for a division and and beyond, but that's the like that's the bringing in Soto is like the only and it's not just Soto it's the fact that he's here and like we're we gotta try and convince him to stay you gotta somewhat push chips in the middle of the table so like I just dude you just go try to make a trade somewhere like just go try to make a trade we don't need to sign Stroman loser uh speaking of trade Dylan Cease another name I mentioned um it sounds like the the White Sox are maybe pulling that back a little bit. Uh, it sounds like the asking price might be a little bit too much. Uh, the one team that I think just has to make this happen, and I, I would think you might be on board with this, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Like, if asking price is the issue. They're the one that like, can answer it. Like, as the Orioles, if you're okay with this guy's body of work, if you're okay with the contract situation and all it comes down to is asking price and prospects, make you it work. fit that bill. That's yeah. you. Like this is your guy to lose. If you're the Orioles, go out and get Dylan Cease. We've been saying this for the last year and a half, <laughs> year and a half. Yeah. Like it's disappointing to see that they haven't made that move whatever that move was yeah. i mean there for a while i was i was really hoping they'd pull they'd pull trey in uh obviously he goes to philly and it it seems as though their their infield is going to shake out just fine anyway so um pitching would be the next big thing starting pitching a frontline arm and this mm-hmm. is a guy that could be that for you i know he had yeah. a rocky year but if you can if you can recapture uh what he's capable of what he's shown you as a frontline guy, that's a perfect fit in Baltimore. Yeah. So not sure why we haven't made that happen yet. I don't know either. I was looking into like numbers and stuff just to see like similarity. And I'm I'm curious to see if if the White Sox are crossing into that same same territory they they did with Giolito. Like your asking price was yeah. so high. Then he came out and he didn't deliver the performance that would justify that asking price. 
and then like a year or two floats by and then then he's 30 and then you move on from him with nothing to to show for it kind of feels like what like the white Sox mo lately so i'd hate to see that i'd like to see him go succeed somewhere yeah and on that, you, you don't know what the or maybe the Orioles are calling their bluff. Like you, yeah. they're going, you're asking for a heck of a lot, but are you really sure he's worth that? Because sure, he could turn things around, but it's it's also equally possible that he doesn't. So yep. you want to maybe revisit the asking price? If so, we can talk. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but true. Uh if in, in a perfect world, I think the O's make a great deal yeah. of sense for Dylan. White Sox figured out, dude. Stop asking so much. Um, last thing I wanted to get to, uh, Heim Bloom. Uh, I'll let you run with this one. <laughs> see you later, guy. Uh, I mean, we we said our farewell uh, a while ago at this point, but gets picked up by the Cardinals to serve as the uh, advisor. So not quite the same role he had in Boston, but I think for good reason, teams are maybe a little hesitant to slot him into any sort of role. The quote, the quote is what got me. Um, Where'd he go? The Cardinals. Weird. Okay. The the quote is what got me. Uh, Bill DeWitt Jr. I, I believe... No, no, no. It was John uh, Mosellac. He said, I have known Haim for a long time and feel that this is a great opportunity for the St. Louis Cardinals. It would be good to get an outside perspective of our organization from someone who is as well-respected as Haim. Ew. There are agents. Quote. There are agents who have talked about, for, the, for Haim's tenure, they talked about how Haim was running the Red Sox like a small market team. So unless you're talking about like other baseball executives, I don't know if you could say that he's widely respected in the baseball world. Yeah. Because you kind of saw how he ran his former franchise. So I'd, I'm not I, saying he's not an intelligent baseball person. He's sure, obviously yeah. brilliant, but yeah. to say, I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm imagining that this is how it went. He called his agent and he was like, please, please just find me a front office job somewhere in the league. Somewhere. The best case scenario is you go somewhere as an assistant, as an advisor that has success. You go ride coattails and find a new job after that. It's just I don't I don't know if the Cardinals are the the right spot for him in that scenario. Maybe they they were the only ones calling. I have no idea, but whatever. There's I a bunch of geriatrics out there in the rotation. It'd be have all fun. good. Yeah, like stay away. <laughs> have fun. I don't want you here. Um. That about does it. I know we got to get out of here. I did have one other thing. I wanted to revisit our, uh, we kind of got away from it for a while, but our unbreakable records, yeah. little, little mini segment series uh, for the off season. Um, I know we only have a few minutes, so I'll keep it quick, but 
the Bobby Cox ejection record. I think I I sent you the number a while back, but in case I didn't, do you are, are you familiar with just how many times he was ejected? I genuinely don't even have a guess. I I now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How I don't even how know many, it's high. How many games? How many games do Major League Baseball teams play in a full season? One sixty-two. That's how many times he was ejected. Really? So he's ejected out a, full a full season. season where he was. He managed for twenty-nine seasons, but when you take into account the ejections, he essentially managed twenty-eight seasons of baseball. First off, that'll never happen again. Never. We're never going to see a manager stick around for nearly 30 years. No. Ain't going to happen. So that should tell you all it needs to, all, all you need. Um, and review, replay review. So, you know, in looking into this record, I, I mean, dare I say this is the safest unbreakable record of What's all What's the time? next even closest? To active managers right now. Cut it in half. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Cut it in half. Really? 81. Bruce Bochy. And he's been around forever. Since time was invented. <laughs> yeah. And he is on his way out, presumably in the very near future. Yeah. Um, and he's ninth all time with 81. Top five, you got Bobby Cox, John McGraw. John McGraw is 121. Uh, what's his name? I can never pronounce it. Leo. <laughs> Leo Durcher. Sure. Durocher has 100. Earl Weaver, 96. And Tony LaRusso with 93. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't see this record being even remotely approached. <laughs> yeah. Forget being touched or surpassed. Like I not think, even a, yeah. the only active guy is Bruce Bochi, and he's ninth with yeah. half. Yeah. With half. And it it goes back to the whole like instant replay and robo umps and all that stuff this right. this is what you miss out on i know this is this is what you you've eliminated an entirely 
an entertaining section of of the game like a, just a facet of the game that i don't care what calls were missed what calls were wrong at uh, call me crazy i'm i genuinely miss seeing i do too. guys get tossed and the average i was i was looking into i didn't get the numbers but the average for ejections per per game are going like they're just way plummeting. down yeah so i know we i think we we laugh about like boone getting tossed four or five times in a year and he's he's got to be like leading the charge yeah we're like heralding boone as like yeah. the guy like this guy it's is sad. off the rails it's man sad and then, really yeah <laughs> and then you look at the well first you look at what he gets ejected over and i'm like this right. guy this is no earl weaver <laughs> but then you just look at the numbers at the end of the season you're like comparatively this is a this is nothing this is a walk yeah. in the park for bobby cox unreal i miss it i miss it it was awesome he's the only little nugget here he's the only man bobby cox to be ejected from two world series games in 1992 was tossed for throwing a helmet onto the field at sky dome sure at the sky dome during game three against the blue jays sure i like that what a legend. I miss the rocking. Remember the rocking in the dugout? Yeah. Good what old days, legend. man. He did it in... Um, he reached that threshold in 4,508 games. Recorded 100-win season six times. Remember the Hall of Fame? Freaking stud. What a guy. Yeah. Is he, did he pass away? Yeah. Two years ago? Yeah. What year was that? It's got to be somewhat recent. Four or five years. Wait a minute. Is he still Is he still alive? No way. Is he still with us? He's still rocking? I could have sworn he passed away. I thought he did too. Wow. He's still with Oh, that's what it was. He was... Ha I remember hearing the reports about health complications. That's what yeah. it was. Because he was in the hospital for a variety of things. But... Sounds like he's good now. He's still he's still kicking, man. Eighty two. Let's honor Thanks. my man before before anything crazy happens. All right, yeah, Braves. Let's, like let's yeah, let's do that, please. Let's give him his day. From Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, of the two, of let me ask you before we get out of here, of the two unbreakable records that I think you and now that we know, uh, now that we've dove into this a little bit between this and uh, Cal Ripken's record, which of the two? do we think is more unbreakable that's it's like a one uppercase a and one lowercase <laughs> a you know what i mean it's not even a one a one b it's an yeah. uppercase a and a lowercase a i uh, yeah. because you look at cal ripkin's record and you're like there's it's impossible it's but no then way. you look at this and you're like <clears throat> i on it mm, i hate to say it but is is Bobby Cox's record more unbreakable simply because of the way that the game yeah. is changing? Like I'll probably got, say yes. You just can't get ejected at that rate yeah. anymore. It's I, it's impossible. Something tells me that like the 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 there are going to be guys that try and find some type of longevity as like a priority in their career. So. I, I I guess it just like hypothetically, because I think it's never going to happen either way. But yeah, 
let's neither, give Bobby Cox the one A uppercase A. And not just just to reiterate, neither record is getting touched, but yeah, degree of impossible is what we're looking at. Here. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder if like I don't know when fines were being introduced, but if fines were so minuscule in like the first fifty to eighty of his ejections, and now fines are, you know tens of thousands of dollars sometimes it's like it probably nips it in the butt a little bit quicker on top be, of all the other stuff well it might be relative too because manage i mean craig council perfect example managers are making far more so i don't True. know if it's if True. the rate has increased or if it's just kind of i'd like to know on track if anyone's think, bored one day look that up yeah. for us yeah dig that up for us what how <laughs> yeah. are our manager finds more than they were back in the Bobby Cox days relative to salary relative to salary. That's good homework assignment. That's good homework assignment. Uh, we'll leave you guys with that. Uh, it's good to be back. Thank you all for, for bearing with us. Thank you all for, um, for checking out those few episodes to round out the year. Had a lot, like I said, had a lot going on. Uh, Shohei Yamamoto. We even dropped a, a three Oh change up in there. We'll be getting back to those, uh, here in the, in the very near future, but, Appreciate you listening, uh, and welcome to year seven of, yeah. of the 3 take. Glad Let's to, go. Glad to have you all along for the journey. So we will see you guys next week. Love it. Let's get it this year. Let's get after it, everybody. Don't go chasing curveballs. Love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.